and welcome to an edition of Melba Loop. I'm sitting with Gordon, who's one of the um, Melba's support coordinators. So welcome to this episode, Gordon. Um, we just really wanted to sort of sit down with you and talk about um, just, I th- well, what I think is a very basic question. Um, what is support coordination? Okay. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Um, support coordination really is, um, the role of the support coordinator is actually to implement someone's NDIS plan. So a participant who receives a plan then would appoint a support coordinator who and their role is to act to look through the plan and um, break it down into where the funding models lie and then um, implement that sort of plan for them in consultation with all the stakeholders that work with that that person. So, and when you say stakeholders, who, who could that be? Um, what type of people would that include? Well, that sort of includes allied health professionals that we would liaise with in regards to maybe assessments that are required. The, the NDIS has sort of um, come up with a whole new model that everything needs to be assessed to actually um, gain evidence as to, to why someone requires funding. So we, um, the, in different sections of the plan, we actually allocate um, funds to allied health professionals or in um, core supports, we allocate the funding to um, community participation, or which would include, like what in the old days, we would say like a day program. Um, but that really is changing a lot because um, what people do individually during the day now can be, you know, with one-on-one supports or in-group support. Um, you know, there's all different um, options for, for individuals to actually to do these days. So, yeah. Fantastic. So, Gordon, um, if, if you're someone who's new to NDIS funding, um, are you able to just to sort of briefly explain to us what are the... Um, like, what are the main categories of NDIS funding? Just in, in just in a nutshell. Okay. The um, the first thing in regards to the NDIS funding is around um, people's goals. So, the first thing, as a support coordinator, we would um, discuss with um, participants their um, goals and aspirations that they might have for the coming year and into the future. So we would put together a, you know, a short-term goal, which is what's going to happen you know, pretty much in the near future, and then long-term goals. So then we would um, relate everything that the, the funding model has to be related back to those goals to try and actually achieve those goals for that individual. So and when the plan arrives, it would have um, some core funding, which is in um, an amount of money to fund specific things that are happening on a day-to-day basis, like community participation. Um, and then the other section of the plan is called capacity building, which um, is related to um, something like the allied health professional coming, like an OT coming to do a functional assessment. So if someone might have moved into an somewhere new that they haven't lived before, so we would employ an allied health professional to come in do a functional assessment and then that would um, give us the indication of how that person needs to be supported in that space, for example, and 
and what sort of supports need to be put around them. And that can be going forward into the future plan periods as well. So we would continually look um, forward into the, the future plan periods and what um, sort of supports that person would require going forward um, for each sort of plan period. So for, um, so you say community participation um, for core supports, what, what, does that, what does that actually mean? So that funding is there to provide, to pay for the specific supports that a, that a person would individually need in regards to meet their goal. Someone might have a goal, for example, of um, um, becoming independent and um, in having relationship within the community that they live. So that might mean that they require a support staff to assist them to, to attend community functions and different things within their community. So that's where that the funding would come out of what they call the core supports to actually achieve that. Great. And and are there any other NDIS funding categories? Um, there is transport, which is a, um, a controversial one because there's a lot of people who have been attending um, different programs for a long time which has been included in the cost of that program. And then transport came in in three different levels and even the, the top level didn't actually provide enough funding for people to continue to attend what they've been attending for many, many years. So that's been an ongoing thing within the NDIS on how um, that transport actually is, is looked at and... No, it's actually just been changed that the transport can be included in the core funding, for example. So oh, that's, that's good. So more money can actually be allocated to the transport and it's not just the, the um, single allocation of transport that can be used. It's, it can actually be flexible within the, the core funding. So that's a, they're identifying different glitches within the system that they're mm. slowly sort of fixing, but it's taking, taking a while. Mm, so it's ever-evolving and probably keeping you on your toes a bit. That's right. <laughs> All right. And, and how they, what happens is that a new price guide comes out on a regular basis. Oh, that's the NDIS price, price guide? guide. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, and that um, dictates the changes that, that happen. So that it yep. is ever-evolving and the, the price guide sort of tells us not just the price of what things cost, but as, as different things are in, included, that sort of... Um, is included like every six months in a new price guide. So we have to keep up to date with, with the changing and evolving nature of, of the, the scheme. So if there's anyone out there who is interested in um, the support coordination service at Malba, um, what should they do to get in touch? Um, basically all they need to do, if they've received their um, NDIS plan, they can um, email malba at malbasupport.com.au they can then, we will then contact them and we have a, an intake form that we ask a, a number of questions to make sure that we're in a um, position to, to help them out as best as the, what they need. So, um, yeah, so that's, 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 the, that's about it. I just probably good to say that we, Malba, have a support coordination office in Lilydale and one in Dandenong and in Ballarat. We're also expanding into Gippsland as well. Oh, so fantastic. 
Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for that, Gordon. I think that's really, really helpful um, info for for many, um, especially people who are new to um, the world of the NDIS and NDIS funding. So thank you very much. Okay, my pleasure. Thanks for tuning into another episode of the Melbourne Loop. Um, I hope you enjoyed that episode. Um, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast channel on either iTunes or SoundCloud. And if you are interested in a Melbourne service, please don't forget to check us out online at www.melbourssupport.com.au.